Frank Sharp was a successful property developer in the mid-1900s. He spent the 40s developing Oak Forest, a community on the northwest side of town. See, what he'd do is he'd develop a few blocks and then scrape together his profits to design and develop another few blocks. This process made Oak Forest kind of a ragtag area with haphazardly placed parks and retail space. However, with the profit he made from Oak Forest, he was able to purchase the property where he would create his life's masterpiece, Sharpstown. This is Platypus Houston. I'm Kale Ownby. Sharpstown has been called the first master plan community in Houston. However, the sheer scale of today's master plan communities makes Sharpstown look like uh, a neighborhood. Sharpstown was located outside Incorporated Houston on the west side and developed as a residential and commuter area. As such, it was developed entirely around the automobile, with plenty of parking everywhere and lots of road access to everything. At the center of the community, Frank planned the Sharpstown Mall. The mall was a sight to see, indoors, two stories, artificial and natural lighting, and air conditioning in the musky, humid city. Air conditioning. Frank established his bank, the Sharpstown State Bank, in the 10-story office building attached to the mall. While Frank did not establish all of the attractions in the community, you bet he laid out the design for them. Sharpstown had the Sharpstown Country Club, the Houston Baptist University, Strake Jesuit Preparatory School, public parks, elementary and secondary schools, and retail locations inside and outside the mall. Suburban homes were built for families, and apartments and condos were built for the young professionals. If Sharpstown was to be an automobile-centered community, it would need a big freeway to feed it and to allow all the downtown residents to come see the Mall of the Future without causing too much traffic jams. By luck, or more likely by really good design, the 59 freeway was being developed right around the time Frank was designing Sharpstown. Originally, it was set to run right through the property where the mall sits and miss most of the Sharpstown community. Frank, however, designed the freeway to run next to the mall, providing easy access for all the Houstonians driving out to the new mall. Then the freeway would run down the middle of Sharpstown, feeding all the homes and retail spots. He convinced the state to follow his design by donating the 300-wide-foot strip of land right where he wanted the freeway. Frank knew how to motivate others to follow his designs. Speaking of motivating others, when NASA opened the Houston facility, Frank offered all of the astronauts huge discounts on houses in Sharpstown. What a selling point to be able to live with the astronauts. Unfortunately, the government advised the astronauts not to take the offer in order to stay on the up-and-up and and not get caught up in the shady business. Regardless, Sharpstown boomed. It was the Woodlands or Katy or Sugarland before any of them were even thought of. It was the place to live whether you were an established family or a young professional. Frank continued to play the politics games to help benefit his businesses, and it seemed like Frank was unstoppable. In the early 70s, Frank got caught in the middle of a stock fraud right between his bank and an insurance company he owned. 
The details get a little messy, but basically, he lent money to some Texas congressmen from his bank to purchase stock in his insurance company. In exchange for some bills being passed, Frank inflated the value of his insurance company to let the congressman walk away with a quarter of a million dollars. Well, three congressmen and Frank were tried in Abilene, Texas, and all convicted of bribery. Sharp walked away from the trial with three years probation and $5,000 in fines, but more than any of that, his reputation was tarnished. By this point, either by the association with Frank or just the sheer age of Sharpstown, the shine and attraction had worn thin, and a number of the larger properties had become run down. The Houston recession in the mid-1980s forced rental prices to hit rock bottom, inviting a community of crime and gangs into the area. While luck certainly played its part in Frank Sharp's story, I believe that Sharp depended much more upon design. See, it was by design that Frank had attractions like the largest indoor air-conditioned mall. It was by design that he had the largest freeway at the time run right through the middle of his automobile-centered community. It was by design that the residential area had easy and quick access to the downtown offices. And it was by design that Frank opened his own bank, centralized right in the middle of the mall. It was also due to design, however, bad design, that there were so many apartments in the area, and that the area went downhill so early in its life. I often wonder, what would Sharpstown look like now if it weren't for these poor design choices by Frankie? Hey everyone, what you just heard, I had recorded and edited about two days before the episode was supposed to go live. Since then, I came across Alexander Squire, a native Houstonian artist who has an installation in a house in Sharpstown. While his installation has since closed, I did get a chance to go see it and talk to him about what he's learned about the area during his time there. You see, when I did the research and wrote this episode, I thought I had a vague notion of what Sharpstown was like in 2016, probably heavily influenced by what it was like in the mid-90s. But going to see Sharpstown and the installation and getting to talk with Alexander, my eyes have been opened to what Sharpstown is actually like today and where it's headed. I recorded an interview with Alexander and originally wanted to fold it into this episode, but after the interview was over, I knew that there was too much great content and insightful stories to cut it down to fit in the episode. So be on the lookout for the next episode, where you'll get to hear the second half of the story of Sharpstown. In the meantime, check out Alexander's website and portfolio at alexandersquire.com. There you'll be able to find pictures of the Sharpstown installation. This episode of Platypus Houston was produced by me, Kay Lombi. We've recently redesigned the website and folded it into my personal website. You can still navigate to it using platypushouston.org, and it'll redirect you to the new website. If you know anyone who lived in or near Sharpstown, share this episode with them. And if you, dear listener, grew up or lived near or in Sharpstown, shoot me an email and share your experience with me. You can reach me at platypushouston.org at gmail.com Music for this episode provided by Chris Zarbiski, Kai Ingle, and Scott Holmes and they can all be found on the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org <laughs>